Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. You're listening to Griefcast with me, Cariad Lloyd. Griefcast is a place to talk, share and laugh about the peculiar human process of death and grief. Each week I talk to a different person about their experiences of grief and death as we remember someone that they have lost along the way. Whether it was a long time ago or you've just joined the club. Welcome to Griefcast. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Hey Griefters, I hope you're having an okay week wherever you are listening. Uh, The book I've been casually mentioning a few times is now out. It's out, it came out on Thursday the 19th last week. Um, If you did pre-order it, thank you so, so much. It's so appreciated. I hope that if you have read it and got it, you've been... enjoying it's not quite the right word but i hope it's it feels useful to you and thank you so much for your lovely comments about it so far it's been really amazing thank you very much as ever for listening and being part of this community thank you this week i am so happy to be joined by the brilliant stand-up tom allen tom is one of my favorite comedians he's just a delight he really is a delight exactly as you'd expect him to be a very 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 funny brilliant person You will know Tom from a variety of comedy shows he's been on QI, he hosted Bake Off The Professionals, Uh, he hosted The Apprentice You're Fired, he has been on Celebrity Catchphrase, (laughs) and he has his own brilliant podcast as well with former guest Susie Ruffle, like-minded friends, and um, yeah, he's just a dream, a dreamy person. He has two books out, and his most recent one, Too Much, is all about his dad, Uh, and the grief that he went through with his dad dying very recently Um, and that is who we're talking about today as well Uh, his dad died in December 2021 and it was very very sudden shocking death and Tom speaks about it really beautifully and yeah just really sincerely and I really enjoyed talking about about his dad with him and I hope you're going to enjoy this chat too so Tom who are we remembering today well, hello. Um, hello. Today we're remembering um, my dad, Paul Allen, who um, who died in December last year. December last year. Wow. So you, as we say on the show, it's very fresh. I would describe that as quite fresh grief. Yes. And you're coming up to your year anniversary as well, sort of approaching it. 
Um, yes, yes, that's yeah. Right, yeah. It was actually the end of November, 30th of November, I realised. So, oh, okay. And, no, no. Not, not, I mean, I don't know why that's important, but um, yes. And so, yeah, we, we are approaching that anniversary. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I think a big thing for all people who've been, who've joined the club, griefsters as we call them, is that first year. It is like mm. quite a significant thing of like the year without them. So let's, let's start from the beginning. How did Paul die? What happened? Um, he was on the train with my mum and they were going to the theatre and um, I'd bought them tickets mm-hmm. and because um, I, I was on holiday and I thought, well, while I'm on holiday, I'll give them a treat for going to the theatre. There was some sort of rushing as they always were. They got on the train they went, um, I think, one stop, and then they were going through the tunnel after Elmstead Woods Station, if anybody knows it. <laughs> um, and my mum said to my dad, um, oh, we haven't, got, we haven't got our masks on. We must put our masks on, because it was the time when people had to wear masks. And dad went, apparently went to get his mask, and as my mum said, his face went strange, and he slumped to one side, and she thought he was messing around, but um, he actually was having a heart attack. And, oh, um, gosh. And so they were on the on the train, and um, as I understand, Mum didn't know what to do. There was no one on the train there except for one man who came from the other end, who um, uh, worked at my old school actually. Um, but then, as far as I understand, I, I didn't know him, but he very kindly um, phoned the ambulance and did, um, I think, s- some CPR. And and then um, when they got to Grove Park Station, the ambulance came. And um, they worked on Dad for about 45 minutes. But, oh. um, and, and my brother uh, was working in Tunbridge and they contacted him and uh, they got him to drive up to near it and they met him. The, the British Transport Police met him um, but, and were going to sort of blue light him to be there. But, um, but anyway, eventually after 45 minutes, they said, um, there's nothing more we can do. And by all accounts, they were... Really brilliant, and um, the, the, the paramedics and did their best, and, and they said, you know, we, anything we're doing here, we would be doing in hospitals. There's no point in us like getting him into a hospital. Yeah, we're just doing it here, and so yeah, and the, I think you know, mum had to say goodbye to him on the station platform, and and then yeah, my brother got there to say goodbye. He'd gone, but to say goodbye, um, and yeah, and that was that was that. But I was on holiday. I mean, sorry, we're not talking about me. Um, we're talking <laughs> about Dad. But, um, yeah, so it was a, a heart attack. Um, God, that must have been such a shock for your mum. Like, such a shock. Yeah, I think, yeah, absolutely. And my dad was 80. And so, but but very, I suppose a lot of people say this, but very sprightly. 80, yeah, yeah. You know, and would be, you know, people are like, is your dad really 80? You know, he would be somebody who would get up on the garage roof to fix the satellite dish. Yeah, if yeah. It was bad, or... You know, just like two years ago, he fitted their kitchen and wow. And you know, he would like bring in like I've got a water softener, and um, he would make sure I had enough water softener tablets, but would like carry them in. Yeah, um, yeah. So you know, you know what I mean. There was nothing um, to suggest he was frail. Yeah. Um, which I don't know if that's relevant. Well, it's obviously not relevant, <laughs> but, um, but um, no. But I think it's that thing of as I've spoken to people before who've lost people to heart attacks. It's you can't help but measure the life before to be like, well, should we have known or is there a thing we miss? Because you're trying to measure the before and after of the explosion moment, really. Yeah. And I think it's very common and, you know, similar to me in some ways that my dad died of cancer, but he was very healthy. So right. yeah. a lot of the chat afterwards was like, well, he was training for a marathon and he ran right. Ironman. It's like, why did that? You know, everyone's, yeah. it's just trying to 
it's just trying to um, process an illogical thing of death mm. because it's so mm. mad that people can just be there and not be there that your Absolutely. brain sort of goes, but they were well and they were okay. Like, did I miss, should I have, you're just sort of searching through the rubble slightly of like, what, why did that happen? But it is very shocking when someone is not, like you said, frail. I think that's a, a, a good word, isn't it? You're not sort of on edge. You're not sort of, every phone call is not like, oh, is it them? Like, yeah. 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 It's like you said, you bought them theatre tickets, off they go, great. I can't wait to hear about it. Um, yeah. Yeah. I suppose yeah. part of me is kind of like, there's a small part of me that goes, well, if you hadn't gotten those tickets, I mean, were they that keen to go? You know, those sorts of things. But, um, but yes, and um, and so we went to the, and then it's sort of strange, you know, this, the system after that is sort yeah. of strange. Um, and this uh, very nice man who had waited with mum and had been there when it happened, um, waited with mum and, and gave her some of his water. And, um, and I think they waited in the police car and... Um, and the police drove drove them drove mum and my brother home um but i yeah i i was on holiday yeah so how um, did you find out how did they get hold of you so i was um i was like um i've been with my partner about uh about sort of 4 or 5 months at this point and i was like we should go on holiday you know it'd been such a stressful time yeah and i've been working a lot in the sort of past well it, i I like to keep myself busy, but obviously, like we hadn't been able to go away. No, no one. Yeah. Heard. So I was like, let's go on a nice holiday. And I was like, I'm, I know I need to rest. So I'm going to leave my phone in the room. Um, and we'd had a really nice day. And we we went we flew, we flew to um, uh, Grenada in the Caribbean, which is very flash. Lovely. Never been yeah. on a holiday like that before. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, but I was like, well, you know, you know, we might be in a lockdown in another month or something. Yeah. So let's just do it while we can. And so let's make memories. And so we were there. We we got there on the Monday. We had the Monday night and the Tuesday daytime. And then um, there was a storm coming in. So we were in the room and he was having a nap. And I was just finishing the Hilary Mantel chapter I was reading. Excellent um, work. Great work. And um, and I, th I thought I'd check my phone. And then I saw a message from, or a missed call from mum, I think. And I was like, oh, she probably just wants to see the room. And what we've been up to, but we haven't been up to anything, so... Maybe I'll wait till tomorrow. And I thought, oh, I'll just give a quick call. Quick call. And my brother picked up, which is not usual. And he said, um, uh, you know, you just know. Um, yeah. You just, know. just like, oh, he would never normally pick up the phone. I said, you're right. And then he says, no, not really. And I, our next door neighbour had been quite poorly. Um, and he's in his 90s. And dad had been quite upset watching an ambulance come and collect him on the Sunday. Um, and I, I, uh, I hate to say it, but I thought it was him. that we Yeah, were, yeah. That James was like, my brother was going to be like... Uh, telling me about and um and and I was so taken back that it was dad um obviously and you just don't I mean you don't really know what to do yeah. like in that moment especially being so far away and there were no flights until the following day oh god so we sort of had this weird 24 hours really so we had a day there in on holiday and then we had a day of like weird like what do we do um yeah. you're not there as well because you're not around anybody you know yeah, there's nothing. And that's when you really want those like linchpins to kind of pull you, ground you of like yeah. a house, you know, and people, a mug, you know, like all that stuff. It and was you're so strange. Yeah, completely away from it. So far away. And um, and, a th and a storm came in, um, which was very dramatic. Yeah, yeah. Very Tennessee Williams. Uh, very Tennessee Williams, <laughs> yeah. And of course, um, yeah, and then we had this sort of strange day of like going for a walk on the beach and you see kind of people on their holiday or you go yeah. to the... the the hotel buffet for breakfast and i mean yeah 
it was I put it on social media I think because I needed to just be like is this real is this kind of like I don't know where I am I don't know what this is I don't I haven't seen anybody I know and just sort of yeah my boyfriend realized I quite like maybe a whiskey um, (laughs) steady man or brandy actually is what I like to it's sort of slightly um, <laughs> Celia Johnson in Brief Encounter. Familiar with that? Um, uh, drop a th- drop a four star, um, and um, and so I did have a few brandies to steady my nerves the following day. But kind of a weird, and as well because I found out in the evening in in the Caribbean, well everybody was in bed in the UK, oh, so there was no one to phone, so yeah. there was no one to. That was just us, and it was sort of a weird thing of adren- adren- an adrenaline rush. Which mm. was, and and what I would say to anybody if if you have a similar experience, what I found was. I was, I was kind of high. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I'm just like, I'm fine. I'm absolutely. I feel actually great. I feel actually great, which is a um, terrible thing to say, isn't it? But no, it's so normal because it's shock. It's shock. Your body is literally yeah. removing you, disassociating you from what's happening because there's a part of you going, I cannot process how I'm here and they're there and that's happened and I'm not there. And so your body just, sh- I honestly feel like bits of your brain just get shut down. Yeah. And so then if people say, how are you? Like, I'm fine. Cause it's like, yeah, it's fine. like I'm you great. said, like you're like, as if you're drunk or high or asleep almost, it's just like, well, I don't really know who I am, what day it is or, you know, what it is to be a human. So I'm fine. <laughs> like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And like, well, well, I don't know how this is going to feel. I don't, yeah. And I suppose as well, one has it with, well, I suppose we have it with all of all of us. Um, you know, one day it will happen, and I'd always sort of dreaded one day it would happen. Yeah. Um, and then I suppose part of me was like, "Well, it's happened." And yeah. Sort of go, now what? But um, and and so, yeah. So we just sort of, yeah, had to sort of carry on with sort of being in this hotel, and sort of sipping on brandy or whiskey or what at one point i think a pina colada um, <laughs> just for um, a change just for a change you know yeah. um before flying back um and what was the flight like was that quite hard as well just to know you're coming back to it but you sort of want to get back but you don't want to get back yeah it's sort of weird again like a weird kind of push and pull that's mm. exactly how i'd say it. it's like a real push and pull feeling like you feel like you're being pulled in two directions at once Alfie, my boyfriend, spoke to the cabin crew and said, "Could he have a drink um, and explain the situation?" I mean, doesn't it doesn't sound very wholesome, does it? Quite a lot of drinking. Seems to be <laughs> um, but um, they very kindly uh, brought brought me a whiskey, um, and I think I had a couple of those, and then passed out really and woke up as we were landing in Heathrow. Um, I didn't really move, so it slept in quite an awkward way on his shoulder. That's good in a way. Again, I think your body does things to you. It's like what what good can come of being awake right now yes. just pass yeah. out because in a minute you're going to have to deal with or you're going to have to deal with the feelings that currently haven't arrived yet <laughs> so went, yeah and I rest was up such, here they come it was such a strange one and um yeah my brother met us at the airport and we went back and mum was at the door and I was kind of like not again sort of quite disassociated from it mm. really and of course mum was very emotional and I was like oh I know. What are the chance? Hey, what it was almost like yeah. I wanted to be like, oh well, like sort of thing. Um, I think because I was travelling from abroad, and I think yeah, it just all because I'd been like, oh, I'm gonna work. I've been working really hard, and I worked right right up to sort of the day before we went away. Yeah, I think it was like it doesn't matter because I'm gonna get this rest. Um, and then obviously didn't. So I think there was a part of me that was like, oh, typical. That'll teach me for trying to have a rest. Um, and sort of trying to see kind of a humour in it. 
Which I think is is common, you know, just as a comedian, it's a coping mechanism. It's a complete coping mechanism. And, um, you know, we talked about this show before, like my family crack jokes left, right and centre because the truth is awful. So you keep trying to like, oh, I'll sort of minimise it slightly because then, and then again, I think your brain is just like, I I can't make that true. It can't be true. And how how hard for you? Because I I know what it's like. And this sounds silly, but like it it's it's quite a lot of hard work being working in comedy. And mm. it's it, obviously it's a great job. It looks wonderful, and people will be like, it's not as hard as a real job, but it is. It's work <laughs> in a different sense. And I know from friends who you know do what you do, like it's such hard work, and people work right up to the minute. To have that in your head of like, oh, I'm going to get this holiday that I haven't had for so I'm going to actually have a holiday. I'm actually going to do it properly, like beach and book. I'm going to do it. And then to have that taken away from you and sort of thrust into grief is is a really, um, it's really shocking. It's so shocking. And I think we don't give ourselves credit enough sometimes for how much shock takes over before grief can even turn up. Yeah. It, you're just, like you said, you're just on automatic making jokes because that's what you would do. And your whole your body is still going why am i not on holiday on in grenada yeah. like, why am i here yeah. why am i seeing my mom why am i like yeah. it's it, such a weird experience it I, I think it is i think i realized as well, as well like like you mentioned it doesn't make sense yeah um, when it's i mean a lot of people like the postman for example said oh i think he'd seen the instagram post i put up about dad and he's like oh it's a millionaire's death that one because uh, if you could choose, if you could choose how you'd go, you'd go quickly. You'd go quickly. Um, All right. Thank, thank you. <laughs> thank you very much. Sort um, of not what, he still has died. <laughs> like, well, there's, <clears throat> there was that, yes. Yes, there was that sort of sense of trying to make, or trying to make sense of it being a sudden one. And I guess, you know, that is true. Um, and a lot of people remarked how it's kinder on the person, but it's harder on the people yeah, left behind when yeah. it's a sudden death. And I, I suppose that is true. You know, Dad just was thought he was going to the theatre. Was looking at his wife, who he loved, and and that and and you know, and then it was that was that. But um, that shock, you know, if you, if you said to somebody, "Oh, look out the window, what do you see?" and you could go, "Oh, I see a building there," and then you turn back and you look again, and it's not there. You'd mm. be like, "What? What? Where's yeah. um? And it, I suppose on that level, it makes you doubt your own rational yeah. brain because I, th- I, th- you know, it's like, and my dad was very sort of totemic figure in my life as a parent of you know often is and and just sort of the idea of not being able to talk to him about stuff or not being able to ask his advice or sometimes just be bossed around a bit by him um that that sort of going so suddenly was very arresting and then we sort of had this sort of strange time of people coming to the house and 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 of course them being very upset but again me not really it's really lovely that family friends came, but what I realised as well is that I didn't make time for myself to grieve. Mm, yeah. Um, and I felt like I still had to sort of, it sounds very selfish of me, but like I, I still had to be aware of other people in in the picture. I mean, essentially making sure my mum was okay, which yeah. I feel is selfish of me actually to, to even say. No, I think, it's, you know, it's pretty common because especially when, you know, two parents are elderly, no offence to your mum, I'm sure she doesn't mind that term. She's 12 years younger, actually. Oh, 12 years younger. But you are, you know, one goes, you are worrying about the other one. And then, 
to be thrust back into it so quickly as well of like to go from work up to then it work, work 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 holiday no not holiday right back into like sun mode as in you know the family member oh yeah yeah the sun um <laughs> it's your needs are quite down the list because you you know what i mean it 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 happened to you while you were away you've just cut like every part of your body is like what and i you know yeah. i've said on the show like my dad was ill for like two months and then and then died and i think i was in shock for about 10 years <laughs> like, right yeah i just felt con i would think sorry what <laughs> like yeah what yeah, just yeah. happened like just i just wanted someone to like break it down because we just go over this again just sorry. Over it again <laughs> yeah, and even though yeah. if someone says to you tell me what happened you'd be like oh he got cancer and he died so like one part of your brain is like i know what happened but then like the whole rest of it is like what what do you mean yeah what are you talking about and so yeah, you're yeah. constantly fighting this two truths of like i do know what happened but also what and so then i think it's quite a natural um reaction to put yourself down the bottom slightly because it's yeah. like what well, it's like if someone said to you count one to ten and you can't so you're like mm. instead of that why don't i make you a tea and yeah. look after my mum and make sure everyone's having a nice time because i i don't know how to count one to ten i don't know what's happened to me like it, it's frightening it's frightening yes, so you kind of distract exactly yourself right. with with oh i'm looking after everyone i'm sorting things out i'm back i'm doing it and part of that again is protection but then you said mm. the, the consequence of that is your grief is like left waving at you in the corner like hi yeah when, when yeah. are you going to be sad you're like not yet actually actually, actually not yet <laughs> through this phone. Yes, um, sorry. Can you just yeah. wait just a second? And, and well there was a sort of strange time of you have to wait for the coroner. Mm. I think we had to wait about 2 weeks. Oh wow. I think it being winter and uh, you know December and the uh, coronavirus I suppose. But we had to end up phoning them to sort mm. of find out what had happened and uh, and that was sort of like a strange point that I was like is I don't, I don't really know what the coroner does, but like, yeah, is he dead? Is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what's going that, on? What's going on here? So you sort of it happens, and then you're sort of left at the mercy of the system, I suppose. Yeah. In in that it just it it kind of yeah it just it they it happens whatever happens happens, and you just have to go oh and you know he's waiting in a in a mortuary somewhere, and so that seems strange, and I didn't. Uh, I, I decided I didn't want to see him for, uh, you know, after he died, because people had said that to me, and I think that was right. But I suppose as well, my brother had seen him just straight after he died, and my mum had been there, so I suppose they got that sort of moment of closure there. Mm. But I never did. I don't know if that's good or bad. I don't know. I've had different reactions from different yeah. people. I, I don't think there's a there's a right, a universal mm. right. Mm. I think it really depends because obviously if your mum and brother, there wasn't a choice, was there? So, yeah, you know, it they just were there. And so yeah. then you do see it and and you're like, well, I'll, I'll just have to deal with that. Yeah, and it, yeah. it's probably as much as it's painful, there is, I saw my dad because I was in the room when he, when yes. he did die because obviously it was cancer death and, and there's definitely part of me that took years to get over that because it is very traumatic. But there was another part of me that was grateful to have to have seen that kind of does make something in your brain go, yeah, they are gone. But I still had all the shock. So I, I think it's really, yeah. and it's really difficult because if, if you get the choice, like if somebody had said to me, well, would you like to go into this room? I don't know if I would have done it was you know we were there we were in the hospital it's happening like it it wasn't it just was you're just there so i think it's quite difficult to um 
yeah, to make that decision in, you know, well, now he's in a mortuary. Yeah. Now you've come home. Do, would you like to go? No, obviously I don't want to go and see that. Yeah, yeah. I don't really want to. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Well, I don't... At the Undertakers, we could have gone as well, but we opted not to. Yeah. Um, I think it's but... so personal. It's such a personal thing. I don't yeah. think, I don't think either way guarantees you less grief. <laughs> like sure. if you saw them, it would be okay. Or if you didn't see them, you'd be okay. Like it, it's just what you can handle at that point. Yeah. And that's all you can go with, really. Yeah, yeah, I suppose that's it, really. And I, I think as well the... Yeah, well, I mean, it, it just felt like there were so many things to be doing. And, and I mm. went back into my work schedule that was going to be there anyway. When I came back from my holiday, I just carried on working because I could feel my dad being like, you know, get out there, get out of bloody work. What are you going to do? Sit around worrying about me. Get out there. <laughs> uh, which um, I suppose was right. Which I think was right. Um, however... Yeah, I mean, I was in that sort of shock state. So, yeah, um, yeah. And I suppose I wanted to be able to kind of just have that distraction. And the gigs I did and stuff were lovely. And, and the things I, I did were really nice. And there was, but there was always a part of me that was in the back of my mind going, oh, yes, dad's... And at one point, because um, I, I went I went back into doing The Apprentice You're Fired, which is always such a nice team of people. And I really love doing it. But as we sat in the studio, this was kind of a, about a month afterwards. Well, actually, on the way there, we'd gone through um penge where my dad had grown up and stuff and it was kind of like oh and i was very aware of like feeling very delicate for the whole mm. thing and it was kind of just a few days after the funeral um and then because i changed my phone home screen to my mum a picture of my mum and dad and then sat there just in rehearsal and just like the you know sometimes like the phone just flashes yeah 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 it's on silent it goes something goes off and so the home screen flashes up and he was just suddenly there and i was like oh gosh i'm in the studio and dad's died and it was sort of a very strange feeling of just having to be like, nope, hold it together, hold it together, because that, you know, and everybody was very supportive, but I didn't, and I, I did, didn't, I did not uh, break down, but um, just those sort of moments uh, crept mm. in. But I suppose, yeah, I, there's that sort of month of, there was that month of, well, we had Christmas, which we still, yeah, we still, we, I got a tree and we still did the things we could, because we'd been planning it, like with yeah, dad. Yeah. Um, and I was going to have a party so I, I came back and basically moved... Sorry, I'm jumping all over the place. Mm. Sorry. I um, I'd finally moved out of my parents' house in the April uh, prior to it. And I think I'd always felt like, oh, I have to live at home because then I can protect them and make sure they're mm. okay. So there's always been a pang of like, even when I went out for a night out, I'd be like, oh, are my parents okay? And so moving out felt like, was well, this going to be okay? And like, dad really loved the house I, I moved into and it's not far from where they, they lived and... It's sort of, yeah, three minutes, you would say. Three minutes in the car. So <laughs> it's kind of perfect. And um, and then going on holiday, I think, felt like, oh, but will they be okay? And I texted Dad to say, oh, we landed. We had a really nice flight. We're having such a nice time. He never texts back, um, which seems strange. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think I felt a sense of, like, this is what happens when you move yeah, out of home and you get a boyfriend yeah. and you go on holiday <laughs> do you think you're gonna live it this is how the world will punish this is the universe's retribution who do you think oh, it's so hard it's so hard because i you, we sound i know i'm quite similar i'm quite anxious really? and right. i worry all the time and yes. especially after my dad died obviously it became like it, you're you're looking for signs to prove you did the wrong thing. Yes, yes, like, yes. show me because I'm because because I'm a bit anxious about this thing. So I knew it. Oh, I saw a magpie. There you go. I knew no. it. I knew it. I knew it was the wrong thing. <laughs> and actually, it's really um, 
you know, the world isn't that simple. Like, it, mm. and it took me so many years, Tom, it took me so many years and therapy to go, what happened just happened because people do die. You didn't do anything. You didn't step on a crack or, you know, like <laughs> not touch wood enough times. Like it, it, it just, it, and that's the thing because death is so, such an out of control thing, especially sudden death. It's like, well, whoa, what, do, like, where did that come from? You do look for the little bits of like, well, if I'd done mm. that, if I hadn't moved out, if I hadn't gone on holiday, like, which actually those things are really celebratory things. I'm sure your dad was so pleased for you to like, that you were yeah. able to go and move out, like, you know, financially and career wise and emotionally, all of that stuff. And that you, ha- you know, that you were going on holiday. I'm sure he felt so great they you want your kid to be happy brilliant that's lovely off you go fly yeah. like but then we kind of grab onto these things of like see see i told you you can't have any fun yeah you can't have anything nice see this way you can't have anything nice that's why you, can, it, why you can't have anything that, yeah exactly because you ruin it yeah. i know it's such a like <laughs> little voice in your head that to punish you about a thing that has nothing to do nothing to do with it at all completely separate it's you know, like you wouldn't gravitate to other things like that, but it's like you're you're trying to um, you're trying to pin a narrative, a logic, because That's it makes it, you feel yeah. better. So it's like, oh, it was if I'd been there, I wouldn't have done that, and I would have done. But actually, yeah. you know, he had a heart attack. Like whatever happened, if he'd been yeah. at home and had that, or on the train and had that, or you'd well, been there, yeah. like mm. those things would have been would have just happened. Yeah, I mean, yeah. And he probably could have changed his diet a bit, but could have eaten a bit healthier. But then as well, if the doctor had said, you need to cut out butter and bacon sandwiches, he would have gone, oh, shut up. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, and he, you know, and he would have been, or we could have made him do that and he would have been miserable. So Yeah, exactly. Go, exactly. There's no, it's a real, I mean, I say that genuinely, it took me such a long time to get to that place with my grief. And I don't think that's, I think that's just what happens with grief. It just takes very slow process of of looking at it and the you know time heals is shit it's it's not what it means but the more time you have away from that death and that person the more you can look back and go oh i see people do just die that is what happens and actually nothing i did really like you said you could have changed a diet or you could have not changed that like and and it is that cliche if i could have changed a diet and got run over by a bus the next day (laughs) yeah yeah absolutely yeah yeah. what really what we're feeling is oh gosh i'm very vulnerable like we are so vulnerable as humans like but we don't like to think of that we like to be like no oh nothing can get me i'm fine and it's like actually we're very vulnerable like little human beings walking around thinking we Mm. we control the world but we don't we really don't and i think that like i said at the beginning that first year is such a process of um just constantly thinking about it and reworking it and it's like, oh yes, of that, oh well that happened, or oh, I should have done, you know, like you're just constantly processing it really. Um yeah. and I one thing that really stuck with me and helped me, and I I'm only saying something might be helpful, is that somebody said you have to go through each season without them. Oh yeah. Right. So it's like you have to like have a Christmas without them, see the spring flowers without them, have a hot day without them, see the leaves for and that is mm-hmm. a, that's a quite big process of your brain being like okay this is the way yeah this this is is it then this is what the world looks like without them Mm. and that's why that first year is so it's such a mingle of feelings you know it's not really one feeling it's just everything at the same time and a sort of feeling of um like i'd ordered some um glasses i was gonna have because it was my first christmas in the house and i hadn't had a um 
a housewarming because we were yeah. in sort of lockdown at that point when I moved in. And so I was going to have a few drinks for Christmas. And so I'd ordered some uh, glassware and my dad had I'd got it delivered to mum and dad's and he brought it around. So when I walked back into my house, when I came back from the holiday, I basically moved back into mum's for about a week. And then I came back to the house and I saw the these these glasses that had arrived and they'd just been, dad had brought them in and oh. left them on the side. And you just sort of go like, well, he just did, yeah, such a sort of banal reference, but he did that. That was an action he took yeah. that is still here. Yeah, that it's still tangible. You're still, so he's still yeah. tangible, yeah. And that was very strange to adjust it. Like, oh, he put that there. or And a sense of like, oh, should we move it because he put that there? Or, yeah. you know, oh, that's his handwriting. or And I suppose, you know, you still hear their voice. I'm, I still, like my phone sometimes will throw up like, oh, maybe you would like to have a, a, a slideshow. <laughs> and, I love the way phones, they should come with a trigger warning for people who are grieving. Like, no, no, I would not like, I, I would not. <laughs> literally picked up a load of photographs of dad and set them oh, to um, Fleetwood Mac landslide. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, Fuck you, Steve Jobs, okay? Thank you what? so much. And also in that like, Whatever that Ken Burns of it, or you know what I mean, like yeah, yeah, like, yeah, like moving. Oh yeah. god, <laughs> like, that's um, so awful. Photographs I can just about deal with. We had to get them ready for the funeral. Didn't have to, but we wanted to get them ready for the funeral. How was the funeral? Did you speak or did you? Yes, we, like? yeah, we. Where I moved to, uh, there's a really lovely church on the corner, and our neighbour goes there, and uh, she put us in touch with the with the vicar, the rector, and. Um, He'd not been there long, and he's a young, young vicar, and he's such a nice guy. And we went and met him, and he was brilliant, brilliant with my mum as well, and just sort of so kind and so thoughtful. And I, I, I suppose I, I really, I mean, I've always been a bit of a fan of ceremony, and <laughs> um, and so I, I kind of liked the fact that suddenly there was a structure and there was kind of like, I don't, uh, yeah, an order of service. And mm. I was very anxious that if we did a hymn. Would people know the words? I didn't want people to be mumbling through a hymn. Oh, nothing worse, nothing worse. And I was sort of sitting like, we'd have to send out the lyrics in advance. We'd send out a YouTube clip so people could practice. Um, and then <laughs> wow, that's really said, thoughtful. Well, well, that's what I was going to do. Yeah. the controlling theatrical mm -hmm. type that I am. <laughs> and, um, but um, uh, we, the, the, the vicar, Jonathan, very very kindly suggested well we're still in Christmas because it was on the 30th of December we yeah, had a funeral yeah. he died on the 30th of November we had a funeral on the 30th of December wow. um, he said well, we're in Christmas still so why don't we have a, a, a carol so we had Jingle Bell no we didn't we had um, <laughs> <laughs> so we played Mr Blobby uh, <laughs> um, and everyone knew the words everyone knew the words and that's the thing about Christmas <laughs> Um, no, we had um, we had a little town of Bethlehem, which of course everybody knew, um, which was nice. But there was again another sort of cloud hanging over it. Was like, well, we're still in the pandemic. People are still wearing masks, so people were wearing masks in the church, mm. and and there was a chance that you know we thought, well, they might go. Look, you've had Christmas, but now we need to go back into a lockdown again, yeah, and yeah. so the funeral can only have. And I thought the idea of us all being, you know, six people or something spread out throughout a church just felt so so sad I, I was so worried about that and I know a lot of people had to go through that and I just think they're so amazing that they did that um, so strong because I, I know I don't know it's well I suppose you just deal with, you have to deal with it whatever way you yeah. deal with it don't you that's the that's the way of it but um, but yeah it was very stressful and, and sort of like the kind of Boris Johnson era of like 
slightly bumbling is like this is very grating yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, what are the are clear you... rules please yeah yeah. What, yeah yeah exactly but um and the undertakers were great and there's a lot of like solemnity of course with the mm. funeral which again i i appreciated <laughs> um and but then there's lots there's lots of sort of bowing of the head and 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 things but you sort of um you know we don't go to a lot of funerals we don't really know when to do all that yeah so yeah a bit like it was very, I don't know, it was kind of a, there was a ceremony to it, but um, one that you sort of feel slightly outside of. Yeah. And, um, and my mum my was very emotional, so we were sort of trying to support her. And my brother and I both spoke uh, in the tributes section. And I really didn't want to write the speech, you know. It's a bit like yeah. an Edinburgh show. Yeah. It to the last minute. <laughs> keep putting it off, keep putting it off. Yeah. And I realise now, I suppose I didn't, you know, I literally just didn't want to, didn't want to write mm. it. But um, did and and um, you know I spoke and I got quite emotional. I think it's, I sort of did a rundown of his life, as it were. And it's only when I turned to the coffin and sort of said goodbye that that was the bit that got me more emotional. I don't know. I suppose well that makes sense, doesn't it? But and then so I broke down then. But my brother, you know, I'm used to speaking. My brother held it together and was you know not that it's about holding it together but it was like he was a much more polished speaker yeah. than I was and um I found the service very very moving and very I, I quite I did really like it and I liked the way that the the church sort of felt like it sort of held us a bit you know mm. um, yeah it's not until you especially if you're not like a church goer <laughs> that yeah. you um when someone dies you sort of go oh this is useful this system this is very yes. I see it, why this is here this I works think, exactly yeah yeah exactly that and i suppose yeah i i feel like yeah it's it's very easy of course to scoff at religion and ceremony mm. and sort of go it's ridiculous it doesn't mean it but it, i didn't feel like that at all actually i felt like it was very i, I absolutely got it and i got that it's these are the, the the sort of funeral rites that have been done for centuries and um and i, I really liked that and i liked the sort of tradition because it felt like we're held in something here it's not just mm. There are people who are used to going through, who've guided people through this before. And I like that. Yeah. And I think also it's, I think as, especially as you get older, it's understanding a sense of ritual and especially yes. when someone dies. And that's what I think must've been so painful during those COVID months, years of not having your rituals, not having your process, because that, um, it does hold you. I think the way, way you described it there is so, apps and so perfect of like being it being able to hold people who currently can't think currently can't make decisions currently are yes. mm. taking one minute at a time let alone one day at a time and that ritual and that singing and that going to the place and all of that stuff and it just gives you a structure to hang it all on so that you don't have to think you know when you when you can't you can't think yeah. right now and yeah i think it's it, you know I think Obviously, my mum was quite daunted because she was like, well, yeah. what, "What do we have to do? And what do we have to say? And what?" Does, and I was like, "You know, you don't have to, this. People have been through this before." And I think whether it's a religious funeral or not, there are structures there. But my mum yeah, was like, yeah. "Well, we'll have to like sort of thought we'd have to kind of create our own ritual." Yeah, yeah. Which no, it's like a template. That, it's already there. It's, just fill it's it there. in. Just fill it, yeah, <laughs> basically, yeah, yeah. Which obviously, and you know, it depends on the person. It depends on how y you religion is in place in your life but um i'm not a particularly religious person as well but i found going to those ceremonies yeah there's a deep comfort in that in knowing that it's sort of like 
oh everyone kind of everyone knows what to do <laughs> like yeah. not just wandering around being like should who should sp- where should we put them like yes, it's very yeah, yeah. Because you just want something. And again, it comes from the chaos. Death is chaos. It's complete chaos. Yes, yes. Somebody, how can someone be here and not be here? What the fuck just happened? Mm, And then mm. someone's swooping in and being like, I'm going to tell you what to do and how to say it and for how long and when to sing. You're like, thank you. Thank Thank you you for providing it. it. And it gives it a dignity that you want to give your loved one. A sort of a a ceremony or, you know, an importance you want to give this moment. That's what I, I, I think I found. And so, so yeah, and it. I was glad when it was over, of course. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was very, yeah. It was it was very very sort of pleased with how it went, and yeah. And then we went to the golf club. My dad was a member when I'd had my first job. Yeah. Uh, dessert trolley around the, um, <laughs> and trying to get photographs to load onto a, to oh, a god. screen. Oh god. Oh god. So I couldn't really relax with any of that because it kept just going. Oh no! I was like, air, in the end. I was like air playing them to, <laughs> but then um, that connection would just sometimes just drop out and it would go oh, into God, the television. So, whatever was, so it would go into like flog it. <laughs> <laughs> this is not the dignity we needed today. Television, the, exactly, exactly. Okay, so people just be like, need it I'm to so work. Sorry. Well, people coming up to be going. I'm so sorry for your loss. Um, and you know, thank you. And then I'd be like looking over their shoulder, like some sort of showbiz party. Um, I was looking over their shoulder to go, like, is the television screen still working? Um, Homes under point, the hammer is now on. The hammer. Oh no! Like he, did, he didn't even like that one, guys. He, did, he hated daytime television. <laughs> and there was a, a film. There's like a war film on oh, as well. It was like, I don't... <laughs> These <laughs> it was things very... again. You're just trying to control a situation, and it. And... Yeah. And that's why, like, when a church service goes well, it, it is such a relief because I've also been at ceremonies where, like, the wrong version of a song is played, you know, oh, or like, no. or like yeah. some some church helper can't get oh. the CD player to oh. work and it's skipping. Honestly, oh, like, your, your whole body's like, oh, no, God. just no, just oh, no. Like, no. I refuse to let this acknowledge this is happening because I cannot deal with it. Well, we so went yeah, to, we went to another funeral a few months afterwards, which is always a strange feeling. Yeah, course, competitively, I am. <laughs> and um. It was in, um in the crematorium and i it was yeah very much like that and um there was a sign up saying what to do in the event of a fire which i thought was <laughs> surely that's why we're here and um and also they lit a candle the the humanist is that a humanist minister who by the way was like does like the sign of the cross and stuff when the when the when the coffin arrives but like wasn't a minister or anything oh okay um, and somebody said to me oh yeah He'll, for 200 quid, he'll do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, Wedding, funeral, funeral. Edinburgh, Edinburgh show. Edinburgh, yeah, would you, are you available for a month in August? Um, and um, he lit a candle and put it by the coffin. But then, you know, they bring the curtain round. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but the, it was the whole, it was a big moment of like suspense because everyone could see what was about to happen. There's, you know, <laughs> this synthetic curtain about to oh, br- pass. It's like, oh. Maybe that's, that's why they've got that sign up saying <laughs> it's yeah. happened before, so it's we've got look. to be careful. Yeah. <laughs> we can't take any risks. We oh, can't. God. You know what? You know how it goes. You know what it's like. Um, but so yeah, so there was all those sort of ceremonies and rites that I enjoyed, and also sort of, sort of quite liked the the you can take your foot off the gas because it's just taken care yeah, of yeah, yeah. not having to go. Yeah. Oh, thank you for your... Because people very kindly say, I'm sorry for your loss. And then you have to say, thank you, mm. I, I imagine. <laughs> yeah. um, and then, but it, it, it's it's very nice. All of that is very nice. But at the same time, it's not... 
to my mind, it didn't feel like grieving. No, it like I was constantly no. going, oh, thank you, are you okay? And of course, they're very upset often. Yeah, yeah. In those early days. So you feel like you have to make sure they're okay. And often what happens is the further away you are from the sort of person who has died bomb blast of death, yeah. you cry more easily because... Yes. you're not in shock you can just see the sadness so yes. the people like distant people come up and start sobbing to you and you're like why are you sobbing <laughs> like, yeah it's my dad i'm I, not crying what is happening but I it's easier that. for them yeah. you know and Absolutely. as we all have with you know people you didn't know that well or celebrities you didn't you can feel such such easy emotion because it's not tied to anything it's not like it allows you to just be freer with, I think, the tears and stuff. And so then you yeah. are, as you said, in, in that caregiver role, and especially if you're in shock, of course you're like, oh, are you okay? Like, mm. you know, because your emotions are still parked, waiting. Yeah. So this and I think year, it's comics, on. we go like, yeah. what is it? So it's comic, we go like, what, is everybody happy? Everybody yeah, happy? Everyone all right? Everyone's smiling? Okay. Everyone's smiling? Energy in the room? Energy in the room, okay? Um, don't worry guys I'm going to bring it I'm going to bring I'm it bring I'm going to bring it you're going to love this next bit <laughs> it's a tight um, five it's a tight five <laughs> when you're ready to pop the question the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring at BlueNile.com you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online choose your diamond and setting when you found the one you'll get it delivered right to your door Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Welcome back to Griefcast with Carrie Ad Lloyd. With that shock and with that, like, worrying about everyone else, what have you felt with this year with your grief? Have you felt like it's still parked or has it been, like, creeping in gently or rushing I feel, in? Um, I feel like it's still slightly parked. No. And um, as I say, with the death of the Queen, uh, which at the time of recording was just last week, yeah, yeah. Um, I did feel that sense of uh, solemnity and mm. the announcement and the things around and the sort of things around it, I found very moving. I found very emotional. And I think as well with the turbulence in the world, I realized in the, you know, in the last, well, for a long time, but in particularly in the last six months, I would say. Yeah. I, it, so often I would phone dad or would yeah. speak to dad about these things or we'd watch something together or we'd talk about something together or, you know, I'd be, I'm a natural worrier. And, and so I would, be like, oh, I'm worried about this. Oh, don't worry. Oh, you're not happy unless you've got something to worry about. Don't worry about it. Don't... Um, but that's gone. And I think so. 
for a long time. I was I, I did cry <coughs> when it first happened in December, and we did get emotional, but it still felt quite surface. Mm. And I think the big occasions, his birthday, for example, we we and Father's Day, we made sure we were busy and we were together and we were doing something. But in that, you brace yourself in that yeah. way, so you don't get emotional. My birthday was actually a time when I got emotional. I had some friends around for dinner and I was probably a bit drunk after dinner and then playing some sad songs and I just started crying. But it was that felt good because I was with my friends and um, and my partner and, and it just felt like I could just take a moment for me just to be upset, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, and I, I think as well, passing of time, I think is, is one of those things that's a bit like we say about those things we think we're impervious to. The passing of time, New Year's Eve, Christmas Day was okay because we braced ourselves for the Christmas Day. Yeah. It was New Year's Eve and we cheersed and I felt very like, oh, Dad would normally be sat here in that chair and we'd be cheersing and he'd be ready to go to bed. But, you know, we'd be we'd be sort of there. And, and I suppose my birthday and then, I suppose with, to go back to it, but the death of the Queen, that era, the Elizabethan era ending, mm. like, oh, it's changed, you know, it's that time has moved on as we always knew it would mm. um, and I sort of thought oh, if dad came back now he'd be like oh new prime minister new monarch new this, you know he would be very oh yeah he'd been busy <laughs> he'd be, yeah exactly and I think that um, those changes just sort of feel like sometimes like you're moving away from them like you're leaving them in the past and that feels very painful yeah and I it's so common it, it's so common because the small changes like if you paint a room or, you know, you buy something new, like all of that has a kind of grief to it as well. Like, oh, they won't see that. Mm, but yeah. I've spoken to so many people, especially during COVID, of being like, oh, I can't even tell them about that. Like something <laughs> so massive. I couldn't, like, and it's just obviously big things. You think, oh gosh, what would, what would they have thought of this? And yeah, you know, queen dying, new, but like the, the amount of change we've been dealing with has been so fundamental, which I, mm, I do yeah. think obviously, um, is related to how people are feeling about her death as well. Obviously, you know, there's all sorts of things that are around her death. But one of the things I do think is a loss of stability. Yes. And yes. and I think, especially when you're coming from your own grief, which obviously most you can't not come with your own story, it is that feeling of like, oh, they they don't know that. It's just another thing mm. they don't know. And it's it just that's what grief keeps doing. It keeps just reminding you, oh, they're not here for that. They're not here for that. How do I feel about that? How do I feel about that? And, and sometimes you, you don't care. <laughs> sometimes like, oh, they wouldn't, they wouldn't have given two hoots about that. I wouldn't even have a conversation, mm -hmm. but the things, you know, they would have, or oh, they would have had an opinion about that, or they would have had a word about, or they would have watched, they would have watched yeah. the coffin going down from Edinburgh like that, you know, the stuff, yeah, you know, yeah. would have interested them. You just, it just reminds you of that space you're having to hold of, I now have a conversation I, I can't give them. I now it's a one-sided of me having to imagine it. And that's not to say you, often I think if you know someone really well, you know what they would have said, you know, you can mm. kind of pl play that conversation in your head. Mm. Um, but it's not that it's not painful or sad that they're not there. That's, that is just grief. It's just, that's yeah. what it is. But it's, um, I do think that first year is really hard and mad. And I don't think I really grieved in that first year either I sort of if I'm honest I don't feel like I've really grieved yeah. and I feel like I've thrown myself into a lot of work and that's my way and that would have been dad's way as well but there have been moments when I feel like I've got anxious about things mm. or uh, yeah little feelings of yeah mainly anxiety I think have 
crept in. I think I'm, I've always been quite an anxious person, a worrier, but I feel like that's been magnified. And, and, and there have been points when I've been like, that's stressful to me. That's, everything's felt threatening or everything's felt mm. terrifying or everything's felt like do- doomful, um, if that makes sense. And I'm like, well, that's it. You know, not, well, that's it. That, well, I'm not going to work again. Well, that person is going to take my job. So that's the end of that. Like sort of things like that. Yeah. And, but that's so, I completely understand that because of what happened to you. So when you have something, a grief that is slightly wrapped up in a trauma, like you on holiday, you got a phone call and everything changed. So then your your body and your brain are in that mindset of like, so anything that comes in is like, well, this could be the thing that destroys everything because that happened to me. Yes, so you're still yeah. in that place, like your your muscles and your, everything oh, is still yeah. there, you know, yeah. and it's it doesn't. And I had the same thing because it's like my dad was very well and healthy. Suddenly he wasn't, then he was dead. So it's like mm. I became hugely anxious because it was like, well, if somebody's ill, they're going to die. That's that uh, lesson learned. Right. Thank you very yes. much. Now I understand. Yes. Great. Got it. Got it. Let's keep work, work, work because somebody <laughs> yeah. will die. Like it, it, yeah. it makes sense. It is not illogical, but there's a sort of illogicalness to it because when you look at it from the outside, you're like, you do know this is it's grief but you're but when you're in it you're like no 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 what's happening oh. is that you know if i don't call that person then they're gonna die and so i must make sure that i check in on everyone like you you know yeah. you're looking for things that make that make sense in, a, in an event that doesn't that does make that does actually explain a lot because i think yeah i think and i've not really i, I speak to a therapist and and she's been great but yeah i've just realized that even though i, I haven't sort of like perhaps openly mourned him yeah, you know or yeah. directly mourned him I feel like, yeah, I, f- I feel like it's manifest in other ways. Like, mm. or in just, you know, maybe I'm being tired at the same time, but I remember like flying back from a gig in Jersey and I was so furious that the airport was so badly maintained, <laughs> which is the sort of thing I would be angry about. But like the way that they insisted everybody go through to the gate and it was yeah. like early as though we were, but we all still had ages until we had to be on the plane. So they just sort of kettled us in this horrible room, which had like damp stains on the wall and stains on the carpet and not enough seats for everybody and like sort of dark stains on the window. And I was so, I was with Alfie, my boyfriend, and um, he was like, it's okay, we're getting on the plane in a moment. I was like, yes, but why? Why does nobody, like, why does nobody take care of it? Why does nobody, it's not right for people to be treated like this. Why is it all better? Um, And he's like, that's true, but maybe keep your voice down. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I totally, I totally, totally relate to that. These things that you feel like if, if I could fix this room, then I can fix what's happening. <laughs> oh if my some... God, yeah. Yeah. I mean, Christmas last year, I was like, this has to be the most perfect Christmas. Everything yeah. must be. I cured a salmon not <laughs> from an illness. <laughs> I cured a salmon to have, like, did everything, like, yeah. Yeah. must be and, perfect. And it's like, it's normal. It's like, I think the thing to, the thing to try and hold is like to just be kind to yourself and be like, this is what I try and do now. If I am in that state where I'm getting very anxious and I'm doing lots of things and everything has to be perfect. I, I used to be like, Oh God, this is what you do. You're like, you know what I mean? And now I'm, <laughs> you're being a bad perfectionist. And now I try and go, okay, interesting. That's what's <laughs> happening. Like I'm dealing with it like that. So what is it I'm avoiding? Okay. Yeah. And then sometimes I think as well, which I used to really berate myself for, but now I'm like, 
well, maybe it's just not a great time to feel anything. That's okay. So like that yeah. Christmas, if you, how could you have felt anything? Like, no, you can't. It's too much, it's too big. And then like that, like you said, going back to work, of course, because it's too much. It's so much. And, and mm. there is this whole world being like, come in here and you don't have to think. Yeah, why, why wouldn't you? And, yeah. you know, it's better than, you know, some people, you know, take loads of drugs and drink themselves yeah. into stupid you're not doing that so if the way you're choosing to do it is work 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 that's okay it's, it's just about being aware and making sure that it doesn't you know yeah become like you don't you fight you do acknowledge well i think i'm doing this because of something else like that's i think when you yeah. when you don't see it that's when it can get uh, trickier when you're like no 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 no, the salmon needs to be cured. And it it's about to, the salmon. It it's about the salmon. Needs to, can someone slice the salmon, please, perfectly and serve it perfectly? Yeah. yeah. And that, that's when you get into trouble when, when you can see, you know, like people who love you look mm. at you like, okay, okay, yeah, you okay. I'm fine. I'm fine. Which Why is, are you saying? I mean, perhaps it is not surprising, but I quite like a bit of formality um, and ceremony. And I suppose it made me miss, well, I could have done it, but like, the sort of more um, rigorous sort of mourning mm. rituals um, of yesteryear where people would wear black armbands yeah. or would wear black or, for example, a veil. Um, <laughs> but um, would wear... You'd look great in a veil. And You'd thank look you so great much. in a veil. Thank you <laughs> Long veil. Um, the, <laughs> but would wear... And, you know, like the... Not that it's about timescales, but the culture is... Yeah. You have maybe a week... It's like that's if you work in a in a in a in a job, I think they'll sometimes say you can have a week off, yeah, passionate leave, and then you're expected to get back to it. And I suppose I went back on the yeah on the Tuesdays. I would have done if I was coming back, yeah, from my holiday. So I did that too. But in truth, I think traditionally, if you look at sort of Victorian times, which of course I naturally did, um, it would be a year for the children and two yeah. years for the spouse. And so, you know, I'm kind of, I still have to remind myself traditionally, which is sort of hope that would come from some sort of reason, but I am allowed at least a year. And I spoke yeah, to my f yeah. a friend of mine, she's like, and I was talking about it, and she's like, well, it will also be the rest of your life. And, yeah. and that was a big turning point to go, oh yeah, you don't have to be like, yeah, that did happen, didn't it? Yeah, yeah I did have a dad, yeah. <laughs> I yeah. know, I mean, look at me, Tom, like I'm 20 plus years, I'm still talking about it. And right. that, yeah. it doesn't mean every day I wake up in tears, but mm. I, I sort of, that's what this show is, is I feel like I have the right to keep talking about someone because he was yeah. my dad. And yeah. and I, you know, the thing we've said before, of like you don't say to people with children, my God, they're four, you're still talking about them. <laughs> Why do I want to know? They're four, they're at school and you show me a picture. Good God, why are they living with you? Please. Time to go. <laughs> but with parents, you know, we're like, oh, right, it, you know, died a year ago. So what's, why are you still talking about? It? Like, absolutely, yeah. take a fucking year, take two years, take five. Like, mm. it's not, and like the person said to you, it, it is the rest of your life because they, they don't stop being your father. Like, that's a fundamental part mm. of who you are. Obviously, you were hugely close to him. Mm. You know, he lived for a long time. Um, to You were a fully grown, like, that's a long relationship. It, yeah. if, it doesn't just magically go away when someone dies. That relationship stays. And that's the other great, great thing about grief, um, which has taken me a long time to say, but that it's there when you're ready. Like, it, you don't yeah. have to do it now and, like, get it done get it done let's do this yeah, it's like it, yeah. it, it isn't it isn't that it is that's not how grief works it's just there it will come back it will be there it will you know 
jump up on you when you least expect it. And other times it will be a comfort. Like it's all of those things. And it's, I mean, God, yeah, this is like the fundamental ethos of this show. Like it's okay to breathe. It's okay to carry on. And, And that doesn't mean, you know, wearing a veil and crying on a, on a mountainside. <laughs> Although you'd look lovely. Yeah. It's just like, it's, that's what I mean about being kind to self. It's like all the, it's like, mm. it's okay. However you do it, yeah. it's okay. Whatever works for you is okay. But it's about allowing yourself, allowing yourself the feelings, yeah. you know, like he was obviously I, hugely important to you. Yeah, for sure. Um, and, and I think as well, I, I feel like, um, yeah, there are, there are times when I, you know, it's been further along the line, i.e. not the week afterwards. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Um, and I've wanted to talk about it or I've been in a work situation. I'm like, oh, I just sort of, you know, having a moment. Just, oh, I'm just thinking about my dad or, oh, you know, it sometimes creeps up on you and people are like, oh, well, okay. But, you know, we have to do the funny show now. So wind it up. <laughs> and put those feelings in the box. Thank you. We're on in five. Yeah, I know. But it depends. Um, you need to find the right people. That's the other thing I yeah, really advise. Like, obviously, yeah. if we did a job together and you said that to me, I'd be like, oh, I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, <laughs> let's talk. But I know that that's what I learned of like some people just can't handle it. And yeah. that's okay. That's all right. Yeah. It can be quite painful. But I also think what I've, <laughs> I don't know how helpful this is. So like, I've got to the point where I will say it. And if someone's like, eh, okay, <laughs> I sort of don't let it bother me. I, not that I don't let it bother me, but I, I let them have that reaction. And it doesn't, it doesn't, oh, stop me. Yeah. It doesn't make me go, oh, I'll, oh, sorry. Oh, I've, I shouldn't I've, have. I've, I've been oh, sick. Right. I up. I go, yeah, that's okay. You're very uncomfortable. Yeah, so he died. And it's yes, it was his anniversary today. And this is half me. And just mm. you be kind of like, no, no, I'm all right about talking about this. I'm not going to burst into tears. Because I think their uncomfortableness often is, oh, God, is he going to start crying? Like, and then what do, will I do? Um, what yeah. will I do? But mm. when you are like, no, no, I just, I'm just talking. I'm just remembering someone. They tend to go, oh, oh, okay. Oh, I can do that. Yeah. <laughs> but I think they feel the, everyone feels the pressure of like, oh my God, like, am I supposed to make it better? Um, yeah. is, is he going to start stopping? I'm like, yeah. you know, especially like a, a runner <laughs> like yeah. on a TV job. <laughs> I need to get you to set now. And you're supposed to be funny. Like, Look, am I going to get trouble? <laughs> yeah. hey, don't, don't be alarmed. <laughs> what did you do to Tommy's in pieces? Like, oh, I'm sorry. Why so, is it? Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. O- and I mean, it's okay I'm- for you to talk about it. It's okay. Well, I think as well, yes, that's that's such good advice because I think there is a sense of, again, like the sort of, like I said about the ceremony of the funeral mm. and stuff, people are sort of slightly embarrassed by that kind of solemnity. Yeah, um, yeah. And I think it's just a way of, that is acknowledging the feelings. Um, but in our modern world, we're like, no, no, it's fine. Just, you know, just... Put a, thing on, yep. put a thing on social media and I'll just press the heart thing yeah. and um, then that's fine. <laughs> um, I was there for you, mate. I was there for you. I double tapped. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the heartbreak emoticon, yeah. crying emoticon. That, that's okay, but that's not... Yeah. I, I don't know. And I know I'm I'm getting more old-fashioned, I realise, in my ways. I'm getting more kind of like... I'm, I think, again, I just sort of lean into that more... I've talked about it before, I know, but like as a teenager, I always kind of liked the idea of dressing in Victorian clothing. And... Um, uh, I've realised I feel more of it now as, mm. as I've got a bit I'm 40 next year and um, I feel like that I, I get it like I get why why people sort of dressed formally and yeah, dressed like yeah. that and, and just sort of I don't know I just sort of understand I understand why people are serious sometimes particularly older people mm. are quite serious or quite impatient because actually you forget that they're holding all that the, all the many people they've lost and all the mm. many experiences they've had in their lives they're holding that in while they talk because of course when one is a carefree 
younger person as I have been, you know, you're like, well, let's have a laugh all the time. It's funny. Yeah. Everything's funny. But as you get older, you start to realize actually it is, you know, I remember being like a sort of runner myself and being like, well, let's have a laugh. And I'd be like, just keep your voice down, please. Or just, and I was like, oh my God, so shaming. <laughs> I guess it's homophobia. <laughs> Probably they were just like, like say, grieving for their dad or, you know, just yeah, having just like, a moment remembering somebody. They're like, yeah, please keep yeah. your voice down. And I'm like, don't try and contain me. I am a free spirit. I am like, a free spirit and I'm 50 years old and yeah. I've been through life. Yeah. Please. So I yeah. Just, it does really change your perspective on it. And like, I'm sure you could appreciate, like, I felt like that at 15. <laughs> like, oh, my goodness. Yeah. So like being 15 and being like, guys there's something quite serious about life actually and people being like oh my god like my new kukai skirt doesn't fit <laughs> and like which member of the Spice Girls do I want to be the most and you're like guys this is not where oh no one wants to hear it and and I do oh, think yeah. like it like you said it, you know I think you'd be yeah being kind to yourself like you're in grief you're very much in grief at the moment this is very mm. fresh like you haven't even had a year of course there's that I that um affinity with that Victorianness because that seems to offer a sense of yeah solemnity ritual um space and structure yeah. to a thing mm. that's very uncontrollable and I think like that at the moment that's perfectly acceptable for you to to want and need that for your grief and you know that might change like grief changes as much as you change it changes with you right. but at the moment you're dealing with also a world that's very distracted because there's so much big stuff happening well yeah that, people find it hard to make space mm. for normal grief, you know, like normal, just like, yeah. oh, my dad just, my dad died. Like that's a normal thing that we have because it's like, yeah. this is happening. This huge thing is happening. And oh my goodness, yeah. it's really hard to make space for your own sadness sometimes to be like, yes, despite all of these things, despite the world burning in front of me, I'm sad that my parent isn't here. And yeah. and it's important to carve out that space. And, but that, that also takes time, I think, to work out, well, how am I going to do that? Whether it is, you know, raising a glass to them or going for a walk or doing something they would have liked or planting, like all these things we do, you're sort of aware of as rituals. You have to find out, well, what's right for me when, and that the reason the first year is so hard is everything's a discovery. So you discover, oh, my birthday is actually really hard. And their birthday was fine. Like these things you yeah. didn't know. And you're like, oh, yeah. I see. So next year, Oh great! My birthday is going to be hard. Like that's you're prepping yourself for the next, those the next things. round of year that they're not there. So yeah. it's all it's all a bit of a discovery at the moment of like, oh, how am I going to be without this person? And and yeah, it just like you said, I think that glasses metaphor, not even metaphor, glasses thing you said was so lovely in a way because it, you're still dealing with real things. Like he was just here. He just put these glasses in my house. He oh just, right, yeah. You know, like. And that's why we call it fresh because you really are yeah. still dealing with the things that are just very much this person. If I close my eyes, I can still hear them. I can still yeah, see know, them. Yeah. 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 You and know, you come or... into the house in their chair and the yeah, books that they had. There. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that takes time for that, that picture to evolve. It really takes time. Yeah. And I suppose it's realizing that exactly like you described, the picture does evolve, particularly because we lost him in the, towards the end of the lockdowns and the, yeah. the pandemic and so in coming out of that and then all the, the like exactly like you say the news being so big at times you realize it's a different world and mm. one that he's not part of yeah in in you know in the in the in the physical mortal sense although of course it feels like he's still part of it and i think maybe other people have it and um 
I've tried writing about it. There's a dream I found. I had it when my grandmother died as well. But um, we talk about we lose people. And I have this dream where you, we go to a house over the other side of London or somewhere far away. Or I'm on my own, I think. And I'm just walking through, I don't know, West Ham or something, somewhere completely random. And Dad's there. And I'm like, oh, there you are. We've been looking for you. And he's like, oh, I've been here. Yeah. Oh, I was like, oh, everyone's going to be so surprised. We've all been so upset. And it's like, the lit- I suppose the brain literally commits to as loss, as, a, as somebody has just lost. Yeah. Um, and there is that sense of like, you know, they can't be that far. They can't be that far away. Or should I just mm. phone them about, you know, saying about redecorating a room or yeah, I just phone them about something? I just wanted to. Well, can I just phone them and say goodbye? That's you know, someone's <laughs> got. They've just gone. Well, that's fine. You know, I could still. They'll probably I still know. be a passport control. They'll still be going. Probably still going. Just only going through the metal detector. You know, like, no, just... it's the unreasonableness of it. It's the un- like you said because we're not used to that finality in our life. We're not mm. used to that, and we're used to being able to go. No, no, no. Maybe say, yes, I can't see them. Fine, but I can call them. Okay, fine. I'll text them. Okay, text fine. Them, but yeah. I'll ask someone. I'll tell someone, and they'll tell them. Tell, like, yeah. Like, yeah. I'd, I'd, fine. I'd have to give them a hug, but at least somebody tell yes. them this is how somebody... I feel. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it seems so unreasonable. You see, mm. death is really fucking unreasonable. It really is. Yeah. Yeah, there's that. And I suppose it's that, isn't it? It's just coming to terms with that. And that, um, you know, and I think there's been times when I've kind of felt felt that quite heavy weight, actually, if I'm totally honest. And it's felt quite depressing. Mm. Um, I was saying not to be maudlin, but then on this show. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. You're in get, the right place. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but... But there's been times when I felt quite hopeless because I'm like, what's the point? We're all going to die. Or what's, yeah. Well, clearly we're all going to die. So what's the point in getting worked out? Well, yeah, I could get excited about the thing, but, you know, well, they're going to die, aren't they? So what's the point? <laughs> I <laughs> mean, welcome to me at 15. <laughs> right, yeah. Like, what's the point, mate? Are you yeah. we're going to a party, are we? We're all going to die. They're like, yeah, thanks, carry out. Uh, no one? Can someone get carried an Arches and Lemonade? Because this is not going to be a fun party. Arches and Lemonade. Oh, I'll have the yeah. bottle, thanks. Just the bottle of Arches. Um yeah, totally. And I think that is especially early grief. There, that really is a huge part of it. And then when you get through that first year, what you realise is, oh, I have carried on. I have lived. And there have been good moments, actually. Because you yeah. obviously, mo- you know, we can't, we're not permanently weeping. And you sort of think, oh, there was that day I was happy. Oh, my God. Oh, I was mm. happy. Or what does that mean? And you think, mm. oh, I see. I might be happy again. And it might be different and sad, but okay. And yes. that just that's what people mean by time heals, but time heals makes it sound like it will go away. It doesn't yeah. go away. It doesn't. That's mm. that's an unfair thing to say to somebody who was so important to you. Like you said, if he had just wandered off, people wouldn't be talking about it. Yeah. <laughs> It'd yeah. be like, yeah. like he was very important. He can't just leave. And it, yeah, it really is just a slow, slow process. And I think it's again, this comes back to this Victorian thing which I wrote about in my book quite a lot because it's something quite appealing to the slowness that they gave it Mm, that because mm. it is a slow process and because the world we live in now isn't, I mean, the amount of fucking news we've had since, you know, since July, (laughs) let alone since he passed away. Mm. Um, So something that tells you this is how I would slow it down. And this is how I would give you time is really like, Oh God, yes, please. Because the world we live in doesn't offer that. Doesn't do that. And it does feel like, in showbiz but I yeah. think in any world it's like what, what are you going to do you can't just like yeah. just stop or you never work again will you so you've got to keep going and people literally say that to me like well it's, you know as soon as you slow down it'll all 
And I said to, you know, one friend, like, oh, I've got to, I've, you know, I felt like I should keep working. Of course you've got to keep working. You've got to pay for this house you've got now. How are you going to pay the mortgage? And I was like, oh, yes, that's true, isn't it? Okay, oh, thank you for stressing me out even more than I already was. Don't talk to those people about your stresses. Like, those people are already stressed about their life. So then they're stressing you out. because That's what they're thinking. I have to keep working. If he stops working, will I stop working? No, I can't stop working. Because I think, you're t- of course, you know. You know, I totally understand jumping back on. Like I've done that several times in my life. Just jump back on, carry mm-hmm. on gigging. Because mm-hmm. that also is another way of taking space of like, I'm not going to take space. I'm actively not going to take it. Yes. Um, But you don't, you don't have to listen to those people. And often, often those people, this is a bit of a generalization, but often those people aren't in the club, so to speak. So they're yes. thinking, well, when my dad dies, I'd go straight. I wouldn't be bothered. And you're like, you don't know. Don't, it hasn't know. happened. Yeah. And it's a very different world. It's a... Like it's unbelievably different world. different world to yeah. say I would do this and to live it. And, and I, I just think people yeah. don't realise. And I think that's exactly it really is accepting that it is an entirely different world. Yeah. Like, yeah. And that is 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 so huge. Like we say, with the news and everything like that. And I think I get an- get anxious because I can't process the news with dad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Talk, because he'd been through it as well, the wisdom of age as well. Yeah. I miss because he'd be like, oh, you know, oh, oh, in the 70s, there was inflation. Oh, you know, like, you know, he'd have that sort of like, well, it's kind of stoic, I suppose. But yeah. Call it that. But just take each day as it comes. Just do your best. Try and be nice to people, you know, and have a nice dinner. And then <laughs> watch the telly. Like, but like, don't don't be. So I suppose, yeah, but it's accepting this world is not like that. Now. Yeah. It's not because I don't have him there. But what you do have, which I think will come again with time, is you do have his voice there. In, I'm pointing to my heart for listeners. You have that voice. Mm. And I think that took me a long time to realise as well of like, some people don't have that. They don't know what their dad would have said because they didn't have that great relationship or they didn't know them. Mm. And to know, to at least know what, to at least bring new problems to them in your head and think, yeah. oh, they definitely would have said that. It becomes comforting as it goes on because you go, yeah, I do sort of, they're sort of still, that's what people mean by like, they're still with you, which sounds like yeah. the tritesing in the world. And it's like, what the fuck does that mean? And actually you go, oh yeah, they are kind of are, even though of course, option A, have them physically here. Yes, please. Option mm-hmm. B, they live in your head. Mm-hmm. No thanks. Um, <laughs> but the fact that you can, my therapist said that to me once because I was bemoaning that I couldn't remember his voice. And she said to me once, but do you know what he would have said? And I was like, oh yeah. And she went, well, then you haven't lost his voice. And I was like, oh, 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 oh my God. And I thought that's really stayed with me of like, there's lots of things that I think, what would he say about that? Oh God, he'd definitely, oh, he'd be ranting about that or that would be annoying him or that, you know, and it's, that becomes comforting, but it takes, that takes time. I hate to fucking say yeah. it. Yeah, no, but I feel like that, I couldn't time. do that for a long time. And I was like, no, I'm mm. fine. I can cope with this. I'm fine. Yeah. But it's, um, yeah, realising you can sort of, uh, allow that voice to play out yeah you know he would be much he would be very calming and you you know and i sort of get why he would be like no i don't want to go to that thing i don't want to go he just wanted to sit down sit in the garden read the paper yeah yeah peel some potatoes (laughs) and why not and why not and i suppose i learned that that is what more and more i want now Mm. i suppose in that way i feel like i've become much more of an adult yeah in the wake of it because i go oh i can accept his guidance on that sort of stuff oh tom he sounds like i get the sense so clearly of what he meant to you and oh. what obviously a good dad he was because you obviously cared so deeply for him so thank you so much for talking oh. to me about well, thank Paul. you 
It was so lovely. You can find out more about Tom's gigs if you head to his website. That's www.tomindeed.com. His book, No Shame, and his new book, Too Much, are available to buy now. They're both absolutely brilliant. Do give them a read. You can follow us at The Griefcast uh, on Twitter and Instagram. You can buy my book, You're Not Alone. It's available to buy now. Very exciting. And you can do other things. <laughs> oh my God. So sorry, guys. It's been a bit of a been a bit of a day just struggling to actually finish this recording so what do i need to tell you the show is recorded remotely it's edited by kate holland music provided by the glue ensemble yes i do this every single week when we could just have a pre-recorded one but no i like to do it fresh and remember you are not alone up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 